0: From Redeemer Church, Norman, you're listening to the Gospel Coaching Podcast, a spiritual formation podcast about engaging culture at the intersection of the gospel and our daily lives. This week, we're talking about gospel goodbyes. I am Josh Coddiel, youth minister here, and I'm joined by pastors Andy McDonald and Paul Kingery. So we've uh, been sort of out of commission lately. We haven't posted anything in a while. What have you guys been up to?
1: Well, um... I've started recording another podcast with (laughs) my local ministry. I'm just kidding. I haven't been doing any other podcasts besides this one. Um, so we've traveled a little bit. Uh, we went to Houston with the family for a wedding. Um, got to spend uh, a few days at the beach, which was really fun. Got to get a got to get my tan on, you know, which was, which is pretty awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty cool. Uh, Taryn had the summer off and, um, that's your shout out, Taryn. Uh, Taryn had the had the had the summer off uh, from her uh, job as a school librarian, so that was kind of her first time to do that. And so we've been enjoying yes. this time off together and hanging out, and now she's back at work, and so kind of a normal routine has mm-hmm. has begun again. So, but I'm happy to be here with you guys.
2: So, yeah. an important question: If you shaved your beard, would there be a tan line?
1: That's a, There's only hey, one way to find out. Uh, there is only one way to find out, and I know that I would lose all my strength. But the tan line, I don't actually know about. Samson. <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay. absolutely. Yeah. It's like an inverted Samson.
2: <laughs> no, I. we need your your, your beard is comforting to yeah, us. Yeah, it actually so. has pretty good
1: UV protection. <laughs> okay. That's good. actually science. Wow.
2: Wow. Welcome to the Science Gospel Coaching Podcast. You're welcome.
1: Podcast. You're welcome. Grow a beard.
2: <laughs> well, I have a little bit more stubble than usually. It's coming in. I'm, I'm actually that. pretty I've excited i had people about ask your... me if that was my sabbatical beard. Oh, wow. So... Got to go on a sabbatical. If that's the
1: one thing you brought back from sabbatical, then it was all, all worth it. No. A
2: little bit of facial hair. Yep. That and a lot of insight into my soul. It was, <laughs> good, good. It was good. good. No, we, uh, the sabbatical was really uh, fun. Uh, it was um, a great, wonderful time uh, away with uh, the family and with uh, Christy. Um, got to hear a few of the podcasts that y'all been recording without me. It was great. Y'all did a great job. It was fun. Thanks. And uh, you know, we turn around twice, and now my kids are enrolling for school, and
1: I have
2: I have four kids in the youth ministry now. Yes, yeah. jeez, really kind of exciting and fun. It is, and they, they've been kind of welcomed in. Uh, now my littlest guy, who's seven, every time uh, my older four go to the youth group, he turns to us and says, "So what are we going to do?" <laughs> and so then I have to go buy him something or go get ice cream or anyway. Perfect. But it's been fun. It's been that is great. Fun. So, I mean, it's kind of weird that the summer's coming to close. Fall is uh, kind of just around the corner getting ready for the university students to be back, back to school time. And so, yeah, that's what we've been up to. What about you, Josh? What are you? What, what's kind of ahead for you?
0: Well, I've been, uh, my wife and I have been traveling a lot the last couple of weeks trying to see family who live in the area because we're, as you all know, moving uh, in August to Boston. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, most, most of our life right now is sort of tangled up in trying to get that all figured out, uh, figuring out just what we're going to be doing, where we're going to be living, how we're going to get there, lots lots of details to coordinate.
2: So. is kind of fascinating? Do you know, are you supposed to smile when you say we're moving to Boston? Are you supposed to frown when you say we're moving to Boston? You're looking at your mom and saying, I'm moving half a country away from you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Th- that's kind of a good thing. Yeah. It's a great opportunity. Yeah. But then it's also kind of a sad thing. Right, right.
0: right. Yeah. It's a whole uh, mess of emotions. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. My bad. Uh,
0: Yeah, it's hard. And there's lots of people who will talk to us and they'll say, like, we're going to miss you and we're going to miss them too. But we're excited about, you know, what God has in store for us and the ministries that he's preparing for, for us. For sure. There, obviously.
2: Have you had anybody say bye too early yet? Because you know the early bye where you go, okay, bye, and then they see you again. Oh. Like, uh, that are, that, that's going to happen at some point, right? Everybody yeah, say bye yeah. and then. Oh, well, you're still here because it's not yet. So when when are y'all actually moving? So all of the thousands and thousands and millions of listeners of the Gospel Coaching Podcast. They want to know. We can say bye to you at the right time.
0: Right. I think our plan is to be in Boston on August 23rd. Uh, There's a little bit of detail still worked out about when we'll be leaving, but that's that's the plan. We're going to be there August 23rd. So
2: safely... Like, starting on August 13th, we should start saying bye to you.
0: I think that's fair. Yeah, what, yeah. And then if
2: we see you later, we just act like you don't exist. Yeah,
0: yeah. We don't know each other after that.
2: <laughs> in, but aren't goodbyes kind of hard to figure out what to do? Oh, Definitely.
1: absolutely. Absolutely. When I, uh, when Taryn and I were dating and she was living in California, it's, I mean, I know it's a kind of a different type of goodbye, but, like, they're hard. They're just weird and. You know, um, you just don't know when you're going to see that person again yeah. in, in in person, and yeah, it's just a weird goodbyes are, are hard.
0: Yeah,
2: I know my parents who who come up, they came up last weekend and got yeah. to visit us, but they live down in Houston, and we've we've taken the kids down and visit grandma and grandpa, and we get them all in the car. They do the wave as we're we're pulling out, and we get down the street, and we realize we forgot something, and yeah. so we pull back in. Then you have to start the goodbye back over. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a good thing, but sometimes it can be a little bit uh, uh, difficult to navigate your way through that. And that's Gosh, actually stressful. what we're kind of talking about today. Yeah. yeah, is at Redeemer we have a term called gospel goodbye, and uh, this really was shaped uh, by me. Uh, I, I was a college pastor before I played to Redeemer. I was a college pastor for ten years, mm-hmm. and the thing that's consistent in college ministry is that people transition in and out quickly. Yeah. So you end up saying goodbye a lot. And they, you know, it's your senior year graduation. Goodbye. And then they find out they're a credit short <laughs> and you're like, well, hello again. Yeah. Well, we'll say goodbye again. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's right. And trying to navigate that, what is really the Bible? What is God really kind of call it? How does he inform a goodbye? And so that's kind of what we're talking about today is that we even told the church last week that, You know, Josh, for you and Elise on August 13th, we're going to have a gospel goodbye. for you. So that's what we wanted to spend some time talking about. Why do we do that? I think, Paul, you might have termed it gospel goodbye because you are the namer of all things that (laughs) you have.
1: That's true. That's true. And I will name someone else's name when I need when they need to be given credit for that. So Matt Chandler. Uh, at Acts 29 conference that we were a part of in OKC about a year and a half ago, um, was looking at Acts chapter 13 with Paul and Barnabas. And, um, yeah, he kind of, to, to me, that was the, kind of the first time that I'd heard of a, I'd kind of heard of a gospel mm-hmm. goodbye. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the first time I heard about it.
2: Well, and I think it really kind of resonated with Redeemer, uh, a church that that I, I hope, and we continue to pray that God would give us the grace to be kind and yeah. and care about one another. Mm-hmm. Well, then go, goodbyes matter. Yeah, uh, I, I think they matter for a few different things. But just first, is just practical. I, I went and did a little bit of research after day. Yeah. Do, do I get a clap or two? I, mean, I did man. actual like research for oh snaps! Wow, snaps. snaps! Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: podcast clapping.
2: Uh, but the median figure for the length of stay of any church member in the United States is 6.6 years. Wow. So that means that over 50% or so 50% of your membership population over all church membership in the United States mm-hmm. is less than 6.6 years. Wow! So Redeemer now seven years old. And so what it means is that 50% of our members, if we were on average would have left. And I would actually say at a church plant, especially in a college town, Mm -hmm. we actually are probably at a higher rate than that. Uh, I heard one uh, one estimate that it was about 18 months. So not even quite two years. You have a significant amount. Uh, Once again, some statistics. 13% leave their current uh, congregation in less than a year. So one out of 10 leave in less than a year. Another 16% on top of that, leave their current congregation between one and two years. So you're talking 30%, a third of the church every two years is turning over. Mm -hmm. And so just practically, what do you do with that? And I think sometimes there's some bad habits that we can do with that. And I think it can get kind of competitive and it can Mm -hmm. get kind of ugly at times. And so uh, I I think we want to be able to pastor our church through a more healthy uh, version of that. And, the reason why we call it gospel coaching, the reason why we put gospel in front of this, we think that th- what Jesus has done on the cross and the good news about Jesus Christ does change everything in life. It redeems all of life, all of life redeemed. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's some theological uh, understandings that are going on. And so I was going to read just a few scriptures uh, from Paul and his letters. Uh, Paul in 2 Corinthians, his, his letter to the church of uh, uh, Corinth, he said, uh, chapter 1, verse 15, because I was sure of this, I wanted to come to you first, that you might have a second experience of grace. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and to come back to you from Macedonia and to have you send me on my way to Judea. That the Bible tells a story of goodbyes and hellos. And mm-hmm. and Paul, really, that was his whole ministry of going to a place and then leaving a place. Yeah. And you hear that all throughout his his. Writings of, well, make sure to tell this person hello. But hey, I'm sorry I, I've missed you. I, I have great joy when I remember you. And there's kind of a, a a goodbye and hello nature to the Christian walk. And he does it affectionately. Uh, so I want to ask y'all a question: Is can you think of someone that you've served God with that you think of fondly? That you kind of they're distant. They think of fondly. I, I had. Uh, This morning I was uh, texting with uh, a former intern in my my college ministry, Mm -hmm. and we were uh, going back and forth, and uh, we were reminiscing about the uh, horrible, horrible thing called the Bethel College Ministry Forum. Oh Uh, wow! We were innovative, and we were doing this new thing on the internet where we just like would talk and have a forum, Mm -hmm. and suddenly we found out that the internet can sometimes be mean. I think the word i heard that septic. (laughs) terrible it was a horrible horrible failure and i remember him we kind of had to go everybody stop being mean to each other like you're nice to each other when we're in person but mm-hmm. we just kind of sarcasm and snark yeah overtook that and we're like oh but it was so refreshing to remember walking through that with him
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i think part of that is because we've had a good goodbye and it's maintained a relationship even when it's far away. How about you, Josh? Have you ever had kind of that time where you have ended up saying goodbye with somebody that you've served uh, uh, next to? You? Did it go well or did it go?
0: Yeah, I think um, I've got several friends who I served in like worship ministry with when I was in college who live close enough that I can still keep in touch with them. And one friend in particular who I still see pretty often, but like after college, we didn't like we lived together in college and now we obviously don't and so um he's a worship pastor down in texas um at a, another church plant and so we've often been able to talk about like issues in a church plant what's it like to like plant a youth ministry in a church plant how do you deal with all of these complications and that's been it's been amazing to be able to like share that experience from it, a distance
2: yeah and from a distance your yeah. goodbye wasn't the end right and i think that's one of the things that the bible teaches us that even a goodbye in this temporal world mm-hmm. isn't the end of the work of God. There's, there's a bigger yeah. thing that's going on. What about you, Paul?
1: Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, who, who you were talking about this morning. Yeah. Like fond memories of being in ministry with him. Um, another guy, uh, his name's Asa. Um, not necessarily like serving in some kind of staff position with him or anything like that, but was in college ministry with him. Uh, was a good friend of mine and, uh, we were, we were both doing youth ministry kind of at the same time, him in a smaller town, uh, than Norman. But yeah, just, just being able to, to reach out because of the technologies that we have today and encouraging one another and, um, not having to, I mean, I guess we could wait around for, for letters, handwritten letters being sent and, and, and stuff like that. But, Yeah, so, I I mean, I I think fondly of of just having great uh, great ministry moments with him in the college ministry, and then when I was doing youth ministry at Bethel, uh, he he came with us to uh, our fall retreat, and, I mean, the students loved him, and it propelled him even to kind of serve in his youth capacity at the church that he was at um, at the time. And anyways, just, yeah, fond memories of, of being in ministry, but you don't get to see them. In person. So, whereas I was seeing him in the college ministry while I was at OU um, weekly, um, seeing him in my Psych 101 class weekly and all the shenanigans that took place there. Um, yeah, it's just, it's hard not being around those people, you know, and just kind of being at a distance and certain, you know, that kind of thing. So,
2: but if we have a, a kingdom view of God's work, that God's kingdom uh, is expanding his rule and his reign what that means is that there's going to be interconnection even as God's kingdom expands. And so there's going to be times we serve side by side with people. And then there's going to be times where we're then doing that work in other places. And so I think goodbyes are inevitable in the Christian church. Yeah. And not only do we have a kingdom mindset, but we actually believe that that kingdom is pushed forward by Jesus commanding us to go. You therefore, to the ends of the earth, making disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that the work is going out, that we really are sent people. If we're missionaries, Mm -hmm. then we're sent. And so when we look at Boston with you and Elise, we go, well, hold on. Y'all are God's missionaries. Mm -hmm. You're you're members of our church, but you're God's missionaries. His work is going on in Boston too. And he is sending you there. So the goodbye becomes actually for a purpose. Not just a goodbye because I think sometimes we can have goodbyes. We feel rejected because we're like, oh, we weren't enough or we couldn't do enough. But yeah. that's, sometimes that's what goodbye feels like. But really in a biblical understanding, goodbyes are God's work and kind of moving out.
1: Yeah. Um, you say the word uh, work. And so in Acts chapter 13 – starting in verse 1. It says, Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius, Cyrene, Menaean, am I saying that right? Menaean, Menaean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, which is Paul, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. And so I think it's important that you said missionary, because a lot of times we as the church, uh, we look at Well, I mean, you know, we send off missionaries. We kind of do that when they're going to another country. And so I think it's important to say, no, like, we are all called to be missionaries. And so I think I've been most encouraged here at Redeemer because we kind of make a big deal about people that are moving away. And whether that's in this country or internationally, um, I mean, even when people move houses, we make a big deal about it. Because we're like, you get to do some cool work that God's called you to. And you get to be sent to those people. and it's just neat because moves are just that next crucial step in ministry and yeah. kind of asking what God what are you going to do in this person and through these people's lives.
0: I don't know what do you what do you think Josh? I think that there's an important reminder in goodbyes by the way they sort of create space that God's work is beyond what we can do. Like I love serving at Redeemer but because I've been at Redeemer every Sunday and every Wednesday for so long that right. me, what it means is some of the things that happen here feel a little bit mundane and i'm I'm just a part of it but whenever my friend grant goes off to kansas city to seminary and i get to hear about the things he's doing it's a reminder that god's work is bigger than what can happen at redeemer right it, it, having the space of someone else doing ministry separate from you and getting to still like have that relationship I think it's really cool insight into ways that God moves far beyond like what each of us experience in ministry in our own context.
2: I, I think in some ways it's a, it's a, uh, it harkens to diversity. It harkens mm-hmm. to that. God isn't contained just to our city and to our church, but yeah. God is at work in the other churches in town. I mean, because sometimes these gospel goodbyes aren't to Boston. Right. I think sometimes we need to help people leave our church. Well, mm-hmm. and, and still right. be friends and, and it hurts. And yeah. that I think that pain sometimes is something that we need to acknowledge. Sure. That God's kingdom is expanded by suffering and hurt. I mean, the church was started by the cross of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that there is a cost. And we're gonna miss y'all. Our church is not gonna be as quote unquote good without you. Right. But we then go to God and say, he goes, no, hold on. I'm paying that ultimate price and I'm going to build my church and I'm building my kingdom. And so then when we start praying, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we start seeing a a God that's much bigger than, hey, we need to have everything that we can do and hold on as tight as we can to all the people and huddle up. No, No, God's sending us out. That that's and we need to be able to acknowledge that that's kind of hard.
1: Yeah, like I, changes in, in leadership are just hard, and so like, you know, you know, especially Josh being on staff, um, that's just a difficult thing. But like you're saying, like that kind of a drastic change, um, and we haven't even really discussed even Elise yet. But I'm like for Josh being on staff, like. And leaving, that's room for growth. Like, that's room for um, the church to grow, for the church to change, for the church to develop. People to step for up. For people yeah. to, to step in and, and actually take on things that they didn't even know they were capable of. And we're already seeing that through the transition time. Um, and it just makes, it makes Redeemer a better church for having to walk through that stuff. And then it also leaves room for, I, I, I put death, I don't know, like room for death of things that like, well, if we need to let that part of something go. Sure. Um, maybe we need to let that thing die. I mean, it sounds drastic, but um, so what things, you know, can grow? What things can we let go of? You it know, pruning. Yes, of pruning. That's probably better. And, yes. And
2: guiding and, and what God wants to do here might be different. Right. It was this for a time, but maybe there's a new time, a new phase that, yes. that he's pruning and guiding us to. Yeah, I like that. I think that passage in Acts that you said to me gets into a little bit of the psychology and kind of the practical theology of it where it says that they laid their hands on him on them and sent them out that laying on of hands, I think is something that's important for us to say you're valuable. Yeah. That your value extends beyond what you can do for us. And so it's important for Redeemer to look at Elise and look at you, Josh, and not kind of go, well, we really like y'all because y'all are amazing and y'all serve us really well and y'all are really kind and you help us out and you have a lot of knowledge that can be used for our church and, and you give your time and your your efforts and your money to to the work that God's doing here for us to say, no, no, we value you. We, we literally you know, place our hands on you. We give you a hug and say, we value you as you're being sent. I think that's yeah. a healthy thing to to do because I think sometimes you can leave and not feel appreciated or not be able to leave in a healthy way, not be able to say goodbye in a healthy way. Okay. And there's some tears that matter in, in that. And, and, and I think some of this is talking about – we've kind of said there's practicality. Where you're going to have to say bye. Some people – come and go in your church. Mm-hmm. Theologically, I think it does kind of give us a vision of God's kingdom. It gives us a, a sense of our identity as missionaries. But just relationally, healthy loss, and being able to go, have the opportunity to say, I'm going to miss you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we need to acknowledge that, because if not, the danger is. So one of the things is I, I want you to, and at least to kind of feel that, that pain. I want us to feel that pain. And be able to acknowledge it and be able to take that to the gospel and say, listen, God is the one who provides. We can trust. Because if not, you'll still feel that pain, but you'll kind of put it inside. And then yeah. the danger is where you go next, you might be a little bit callous. Mm-hmm. And you might not make as deep of friends because yeah. you're like, it hurt. So we have to kind of face that and say, is the gospel good enough for that pain of loss? Yeah. Uh, we, we mentioned Grant Rose, who last year we kind of had a gospel goodbye with and -hmm. and sent him off to seminary. And and this year has been kind of a fascinating year seeing how we still maintain that relationship. He's come back and preached a little bit and and we still feel close to him. We we miss him. But last year when he and I were talking about this, uh, I kept telling him that I didn't want him to white fang me. Have you ever read white fang?
1: It's been a long time. Okay, that was required reading, but it's been a long time.
2: Have you read this? This is the story of of the the wolf, right? It's a wolf, mm-hmm. right? And, or a vampire?
1: No, it's a wolf. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes, it's a wolf. Yeah. That was Twilight. And,
2: and at the <sighs> end, the the boys having to throw rocks at it and yell at it yeah. and curse at it because it needs to say goodbye. And so sometimes it's also
0: known can... as Harry and the Hindersending Hind- somebody. Yes, ah. that, that,
2: I, forgive me for. I yes. should have gone to the classic of Harry and the Henderson.
0: <laughs> now I'm just sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> but,
2: yeah, but like we'll fit, we'll fall into that, and we'll instead of say, actually taking the time to say goodbye, right. we will just get mad, right? And honestly, I think that kind of shorts it, and it and it really can kind of end up causing pain, not to address the difficulty of saying goodbye. Uh,
1: so a couple a couple thoughts. You know, we call this the gospel coaching podcast we're talking about gospel goodbyes we talk about gospel in all of life and um i I keep thinking about it's a weird it's a weird thought but gospel hoarding like hoarding literally our good our our good and best and most brightest and like our best leaders and all that kind of stuff and if you've seen that show on tlc called hoarders then you know that like that's not a good thing like it's not actually yeah it rots it sits there it, it clusters it gets too crowded it and so like if you think about it that way and it's not that like getting a lot of good leaders and, and having them it's not bad but if they just sit there and they don't they're, they're just untapped in their potential um, in ministry and what they've been equipped to do um, it can become stagnant and and that kind of thing. The other thought that I had was so the impetus on me and Andy and Redeemer Church also is to check in on Josh and Elise and for them not to just kind of you know get to Boston and be like, well oh, man, just remember. Remember all the good stuff that we did and um, remember how awesome that was. And Redeemer was, well, that was so fun and that was great. But to actually be compelled to to be in ministry, to be about kingdom work and to be motivated, you know, in a new city. And so some of that's on us to to check in, you know, We're we'll call it gospel, gospel check-ins is what we'll call that.
2: Because we have to put gospel. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yes.
1: Because
2: we have to gospel pastor. Yeah, that's our brand. We branded that. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. the only one. That's the only Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but we need to. To pastor them to a new church. Exactly. And I think part of this, you know, Josh, before we started kind of talking about the, the uh, started recording the podcast today, I really was likening this. I do think that there's a loss. And do we believe the gospel in the moment of goodbye? Do we believe the gospel in the the moment of the medical waiting room? Mm-hmm. Do we believe the gospel in the, the moment of death and, and funerals and loss? And do we trust that we can take those moments to God? Mm. And I think sometimes we can fail and say, well, it just hurts too much. What we're really saying is I don't think God can, can come and be the strength that takes us there. And so I think we need to kind of pastor people through all aspects of life. When we say all of life redeemed. Goodbye is one of those yeah. parts of life. Mm. Yep. And then I think, do we believe that God has made a way forward? And God's not done with y'all. Right. And so we need to be honest and walk y'all through that.
1: Uh, I keep celebrating the idea that, you know, you look back at Acts chapter 13 and these guys were saying potentially, you know, adios, goodbye for life. Potentially, you know, um, at the very least months, years before they would hear about yeah. what's what's going on. Like, you know, what have you seen? Like, what kind of miracles have happened? Where is salvation happening? And so I just I, I'm also like happy and I want to celebrate the fact that we're a phone call away, we're a text away, we're a Facebook post away, we're a tweet away, am I missing Instagram story away, um, a snap, we are a snap away.
0: Um, Andy shaking his so head. Um, we'll get we'll get you caught up, but do you, do you know what the internet is this thing. <laughs> really? Do you, do you know?
2: Is this the thing that Al Gore made? It's the one you said that's earlier. Right.
0: That's it, right. It can be mean sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That thing. That, okay. That's okay. thing. Right. <laughs> that's what that was. Um, we, do, but
2: we believe that the gospel can even redeem that. It, it,
1: it can, absolutely. So, yeah, all that said, like, I, I celebrate that, man, we're still close. You know, that's that's an exciting thing.
2: The last theological thing that I, I was going to kind of bring up is I do think that we need to ad- admit that not everything's perfect now. Yeah. Sometimes Christians can put on a good face and— we can be sad that y'all are going. Uh, and theologically, they, talk, they call that the already not yet. That we believe that the gospel is good news for every aspect of life. But there's a not yetness. There's a, hold on, there's a day where somehow we're not gonna feel that pang of goodbye. We're not gonna feel that pang of of limitedness. Right. And God's fullness is going to come together and we're going to be able to to serve. And to me, there's a hope. And so, really practically, what I've seen this kind of do is, when we don't have to demonize people that are leaving, when we don't have to uh, say you're dead to me, when we we say goodbye well, it allows us to maintain relationships and to find encouragement in different times. Hey, what's going on at your church? Oh, wow, that's neat. We can share those those testimonies of hope right. to different areas where we still are friends. We yep. still do, we still are connected. Yep. Yeah. So uh, to me, I think it's, it's one of the things as a church that we can do corporately that I do think will, will disciple us individually into our lives is how do we submit ourselves to God's calling on our lives and the lives of our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so to me, we rejoice because, Josh, you and Elise are going to do good things. We're so happy that y'all are married. We're so happy that y'all are going and starting your life up there. And we're excited about what God's going to do up there. Well, as we do that corporately, you end up getting to be a picture to us of who God is. Mm -hmm. And that's what church is. We're we're bearing witness to the testimony of God in each one of our lives. And we're sharing that back and forth. And so, you know, I I keep laughing because in some of the jobs and, and responsibilities you have, Josh, you keep, looking at me sheepishly when I go, hey, you need to write up a story about how we're telling you goodbye. And I feel <laughs> you kind of, you're like, I feel awkward. you, know, you know, But you really are. This is one of your your last acts of leadership on staff is helping us be able to say goodbye to you. And so thank you for doing that. Thank you for kind of stepping in because I know it's probably a little bit awkward to be in this stage of leaving right now, right? right?
0: A little bit, yeah.
2: Thank you for giving us space to be able to tell you goodbye and allowing God to use that to, to disciple us more about who he is and what he's doing. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us this week. For more information about Redeemer Church, visit our website at RedeemerChurch.cc where you can find information about our regroups, listen to our current sermon series, and follow our weekly blog posts. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Redeemer Norman. Our prayer is that you would continue this conversation with your family and your community. God be with you this week.